Over the last few years, headlines highlighting a number of high-profile defined benefit pension cases have hammered home the importance of having a strong covenant. How can trustees keep tabs on their employer covenant? What are the warning signs? And what will be the impact of tighter regulation with regard to DB schemes? I'm Sophia Imsen, Associate Editor at Pensions Expert, and I'm joined in the studio today by Mark Evans, Director at Independent Trustee Services, and Adolfo Aponte, Director at Covenant Specialists, Lincoln Pensions. Welcome both. Mark, what can trustee boards do to keep track of the health of their employer covenant? Well, most trustee boards are used to monitoring the covenant at the triennial valuation. Um, But nowadays, that's not really enough. So trustee boards need to adopt a proportionate uh, ongoing monitoring framework. So the word proportionate is really key for most trustee bodies. They want to spend as little time as they can, as little advisor money as possible. Um, But they need to do the job properly. So before they can adopt a proportionate basis, they need to actually get really under the skin of the sponsor covenant itself. So not just the company itself, but also the sector that they're in, uh, the wider market issues, what their competitors are doing. Um, And for that initial assessment, they really frequently need professional support. So once they have that um, deeper understanding, they can then understand the employer's business plan properly and identify the headwinds that that business plan might face. They can also understand the key dates such as uh, refinancing of debt, and key issues such as renewal of key contracts, for example. And they need to understand how much headroom the uh, sponsor provides in terms of the risk that they're facing, and also what they might realise should the sponsor go belly up. In order to understand those key metrics, they need a trusting relationship with the sponsor. Um, And in order to manage that relationship, They will sometimes need conflicts of interest um, agreements. They will have information protocols with the sponsor, for example. Um, And in our experience, the provision of information is often best done on a little and often basis rather than a deep dig once a year. So once they've got all that understanding and that information, they can then look at what the key drivers are of the covenant risk. And... A successful way of managing the ongoing covenant risk is often to adopt a series of KPIs, key performance indicators. These can be based upon turnover or profit metrics. Um, They can be based upon credit ratings. They can be based upon um, headroom in banking covenants, etc. Each company and each covenant will have different metrics. So then they can start drawing their amber lines and red lines as to what they think is important. And I think it's really important that they not just look at absolute values, they also look at trends over time. And those are, for me, those are the key ingredients of a successful intervaluation covenant monitoring framework. Adolfo, what would your advice be to trustees when it comes to monitoring the employer covenant? I would agree with Mark, actually. Um, Covenant is the largest source of risk for many pension schemes. Um, It helps trustees calibrate their investment strategy. Therefore, an understanding of the covenant and monitoring thereafter um, is key. We try to encourage our clients to take three basic steps in developing a monitoring framework. First, should be an easy win. Be aware of your statutory employers and make sure you're monitoring those. A few years ago, we used to find that trustees were monitoring an entity that wasn't directly related to the scheme Um, And this led to 
um, different biases in the analysis. The second step is to develop information flows, as Mark indicated earlier. At its very base, UK sponsors will publish annual accounts, and these are available in Companies House. But regular engagement with the management team tends to improve the quality of the information considered. Finally, it's important to consider triggers. Monitoring is much more than just identifying a 5% drop in revenues. Trustees need to be clear about what they're trying to achieve through the monitoring process. That means monitoring needs to tie back to the trustees' IRM framework. In that context, expert advice can bring best practice to the development of a monitoring framework. The scope of the work, however, needs to be adapted to the risks facing the specific scheme. And trustees are limited in their power to block corporate activity that may weaken their employer covenant. But what tools do they have at their disposal? This is an area of focus of DWP and TPR. Further requirements to notify TPR and hence indirectly the trustees are expected down the road. Now, what can you do now in the absence of these additional requirements? Powers available to trustees can vary by scheme. So it's important that trustees at least understand their powers and consider these in advance. Powers to block transactions may be restricted. Trustees have control over investment strategy and therefore can decide to reduce the risk that schemes um, are taking on the covenant. This will typically lead to additional funding requirements, which will need to be addressed at the next valuation. Any investor looking to acquire a company will be interested in the trustee's perspective of the cost. There are also rights the trustees have as general creditors under both legislation and codes of practice, Companies Act and the Takeover Code. These may provide power to intervene in certain situations and give the trustees a voice in public transactions. Mark, the pensions regulator has pledged to be more proactive with its quicker, clearer, tougher stance and uh, the government plans to strengthen the watchdog's powers. So what effect do you expect this to have on covenant monitoring for trustees? Well, it's interesting, actually. The um, recent regulators' high-profile activities have already caused a number of uh, trustee boards to reevaluate uh, how they view their sponsor covenant. Um, and frequently nowadays, uh, the equitable treatment between the pension schemes and other shareholders. So in a sort of general way, I think the regulator has, has ramped up the focus and attention on sponsor covenant, which is great. Um, it's exactly what needs to happen. The white paper's proposed requirement for sponsors to give notice of business sales or restructures will also, I think, be a real trump card for trustees. Mm. Uh, it's a, often a very difficult situation for trustees. They're behind the curve, frequently behind the transaction, and they're playing catch-up all the time. Anything that uh, we can do um, to provide them with a bit more power to their elbow um, and get advance notice of corporate transactions that uh, impact the sponsor covenant is a good thing. So we're wholly supportive of that. In practice, however, I think nothing fundamentally has changed. Uh, trustees across the country uh, still need to review uh, sponsor covenant alongside funding and investment risks on an ongoing basis. Uh, and good trustee boards are already doing that. And Adolfo, in its defined benefit white paper, the government encouraged the creation of commercial consolidators. How will covenant strength come into play here? 
At its core, commercial consolidation monetizes the employer covenant. That is, trustees sell their legal access to the employer in exchange for increased day one funding. Trustees will need to understand the strength of the covenant before transacting with a commercial consolidator. Likewise, trustees will want to consider if there are better alternatives to commercial consolidation that improve the security of member benefits. Commercial consolidation will not be an appropriate option for every scheme. For example, it will not be appropriate for schemes that are already well on their way to funding buyout. However, it could be appropriate in situations where commercial consolidation gives access to material funding that would otherwise not be available. As you can see, the strength of the covenant sits at the heart of the commercial consolidator proposition. Thanks Adolfo, thanks Mark. For more on covenant monitoring, please visit pensions-expert.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.